0: Everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don. And if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as you know, I am never alone, sir. Please introduce yourself.
1: I'm the man who got his car stolen by Captain America, Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth. GT Rebirth is here
0: in studio, and we have sparklers, hot dogs hamburgers on deck we got fireworks and old glory waving in the background because this is our fourth of july episode of the major issues podcast and we thought we'd be a little bit patriotic here and do some talk about probably the most patriotic superhero i mean he wears it right on his chest his heart's on his sleeve uh the man of the usa old stars and bars himself steve rogers captain america
1: (laughs) the star-spangled man with a plan uh (laughs) Unfortunately, right
0: now today, when when people are first hearing this, the new Tanahashi coats Captain America will be out in the ether. Yes. If we had an early uh, re- um, copy, I would have loved to review it here. But I guess some speculation. Are you excited about with this new run of that caps happening? Do you think that this could be something that I mean Tanahashi coats did some landmark stuff for Black Panther. He is kind of, sort of, in that wheelhouse, though. Yes. <laughs> um, great writer, you know, award-winning writer. Mm-hmm. Um, But now tackling Captain America, a lot of people are hesitant about it. A lot, some people are excited about it. Midtown Comics has 18 exclusive <laughs> variant <laughs> covers <laughs> for it. Um, Letticular yeah. at that. <laughs> Brand new 2018 Captain America. Are
1: you excited? I am very excited for it. Tanahisi is an interesting writer for it because, as far as I'm aware of Tanahisi he is a... A writer of things that are involved in the social ethos of things. Right. And Captain America is very much a social issues character. You know, more than just punching Nazis and, right. you know, beating up the bad guys. He's very much a down-to-earth social issues kind of guy because he deals with whatever is going on in America today. Which is the most interesting thing about him when you think about his run from, like, what, the 40s now? Right. A character that always has to deal with what are the American social issues today and how do we attack them before we punch them all in the face. <laughs>
0: so do you think that Tanahashi's uh, going to be able to bring um, some new social, or well, the actual social um, problems that are happening now to the forefront? See how ta- uh, Captain America tackles those?
1: I absolutely think he's going to bring, like, a voice of... I guess a contemporary America and how Captain America is trying to assess his identity within it. Right. When when you are someone who is taking up the helm of something like that and you you wear the flag literally on your chest, you kind of have to realize and remember constantly what that flag stands for, especially when you are a character that came from two different very ideals of it. Right. You know, Captain America has to constantly redefine almost what America stands for, or at least how do you say, um, restrengthen what his ideal of America is in a world that is constantly changing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, a lot of Captain America's um characterization lies in the ideals that he feels America is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that would probably be the character's biggest mis um understanding or yes. misconception is that he is an agent of the government or the agent of the country of America, um, willing to do what the country does at all times. When actu- in actuality, he, that's how he starts very much so mm-hmm. a, a tool, an arm of America. But eventually, especially post, um, you know, when he gets frozen. Yes. Um, because that whole first run of Cap is basically war Cap. You mm-hmm. know, he's in. It's in the wars during the war, and he's doing what he has to do. Um, obviously, very political, very uh, patriotic. Um, but then after that. When he gets uh, unfrozen and Marvel gets a hold of him, well, you know, it's with Timely and Marvel, but, you know, Stan Lee gets a hold of him and they throw him in the yes. Avengers. He now has to recontextualize everything that he knew from the greatest generation mm-hmm. and put it on a society that's dealing with race relations, that's dealing with women, um, woman suffrage and and all those kind of things like that. And so now in 2008, we I know we have our own slew of problems here that I'm pretty sure Coates wants to 18. go ahead and tackle. But um, I hope I just hope he does it tactfully, right? Because we live in such an outraged society that I can see you know even the alt right stuff that he was doing with Nuke, mm-hmm. um, and that free comic book date stuff that I was uh, hearing about.
1: Oh, I saw the vitriol on that one. That was fun.
0: Yeah, people people are already trying to make up their minds about where this cap is gonna go. Where where?
1: It's an interesting thing with books, and like you could say with any creative medium—books, movies, um, whatever have you. Where at some point you kinda have to figure out what it means to you where you read something or you watch something and are you hearing the voice of the character or the voice of the creator. Of the author, yeah. Of the author. Right. You know, and I'm 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 real big of death of the author. I don't really care who's behind it. I care about what's on the page. Right. I it doesn't really matter to me who's writing it or what the beliefs and thoughts and and creed of the person putting the stuff down is. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes that stuff really does seep through and you can't not see the artists in them.
0: It's it's as jar- I would say it's as jarring as when a uh the artist changes.
1: Yeah. And oh, you get God, that yes. drastic
0: thing. It, it it does it does take you a bit out of the um you know the experience. I'm not going to completely um, you know, lambast this uh, writer, but for instance, I was very, very deep into Batman, um, uh, the Batman run, mm-hmm. read nine volumes, everything was Gucci, and then Rebirth started and we got a new writer, they gave him Tom King, and while a lot of people like his writing style, it was just such a contrast from what I read, not to say what I read was right, but mm-hmm. when you're on a train... Yeah. And all of a sudden the train turned into a boat it's like <laughs> wait a minute you know i i don't know if i signed up for this and now i don't know if i want to be on this ride because this ride is different not but i can't you know honestly say better or worse i think it, it's a little bit worse but um it's just it's just definitely not what i started with
1: yeah i can understand that too and i jumped into the Tom king Wong for a little bit and i couldn't i couldn't get on that train either which is why i had to uh <clears throat> I had to push good old, uh, what's, what's his name, James Tinian, Detective Comics on you.
0: Yeah, Detective Comics was pretty good. But does that become a problem with a character like Cap? Where are a lot of people going to pick up Captain America number one and not get the Cap that they want? Or do you think Tanahashi. Am I saying that right? I, hope I, I believe it's that. Tanahisi. Tanahisi. I feel like saying Tanahashi, like uh, I'm talking about New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Coates, I will call him, just to keep it respectful. Um, do you think Mr. Coates has enough history and um, love for the character, and there's enough history of the character to pick from to keep it um out of place where when people are picking this up for the first time, it feels relatable? Does it behoove him behoove him to even do that? Because... Are we not in a, in a in a point in time to change up this medium and and flip it on its head? And if you do that, is Cap the person to do that with? Because people are very delicate with these people who've been around for 70, 80 plus years. You can't just randomly say, oh, I don't want Batman with a cape or Superman. You see, you know, like they try to redo Superman and they had to kill that redone Superman to bring back the old good old right. <laughs> Superman from, from, from yesteryear. So um is there space here for a new Captain America, um, more modern ideals, and stuff like that, or does it make more sense for Tanahashi to, you know, uh, to, I mean, Mr. <laughs> Coates, to paint by numbers, to play paint by numbers?
1: Um, I would always suggest you don't paint by numbers. Uh, I would always rather you go, granted, I'm not, I don't want you to go super experimental, but I would always rather you go your way than to go a way that was done for the sake of appeasing you know, the people who just want their safe space taken care of. Right. Um, I think Captain America has been a difficult character to write because, like, he sort of does have that appearance of a Super Boy Scout thing. Right. And there's sort of a difficulty in figuring out things to write for him in the sense that is he just this super patriotic character or is there more to it than just the giant stars and bars on him? Right. Over time, it's been difficult to sort of beat that down. Uh, I think the movies have done a great job of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. they I, they I have, They've
1: made him so much more than just this giant, you know, flag waver. Right. And cultivated a character out of him that people just have a personal connection to. And I think for a while, that's been a difficult point. Getting Cap and his supporting entourage into a place where we can really attach ourselves to these, to this character and his stories and his adventures.
0: Right. Because they're not all going to be relatable. You know, not not all of us come from the same uh, pool of thought that he does. So sometimes reading up one of his books, you're, you're, you're reading to take a vacation in his life, in his, in his thought process. Absolutely. Because you're not, you're not a hundred percent there. And in that process, when, while you're taking that ride, it's, it's up to the author and the artist to uh, re- get it as rela- relatable as possible, to get you to kind of be like, oh, okay, I never I never saw it like that. I think my first instances of, of realizing the Cap was a big deal. Obviously, I knew he was a staple of the Avengers and a staple mm-hmm. of Marvel Comics, but I can honestly say that throughout my comic book uh, reading history and then even some of the animated series that I've seen, every character respected Cap. Oh, yeah. Up and down. And that that's been something that has been... Around as far back as I can remember, and the, I'm I'm glad that they kept that up because it makes you curious as to what you know what kind of a man is he that Wolverine won't you know disrespect him and Frank right. Castle won't hit him like they get into a fight in Civil <laughs> War and Frank Castle's like I'm not gonna hit you like, oh yeah you're Frank's cap- just,
1: just taking all those shots just like Mm-mm, not yeah, he's you like, dog
0: he's like you're Captain America I'm not I'm not gonna hit you back and it it you sit and you think like there has to be some poise behind this there has to be some um, some real values behind this man where some of the people who have killed people for less mm-hmm. would even hesitate because of out of pure respect for this man. Got me curious. And I, I, I like that they kept that as a thread throughout, even in the MCU where, you know, Iron Man has all the money and has more intelligence than Steve, but still very much uh, respects Steve, his calls and all that stuff. Yeah. Civil war aside. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. For a lot of those guys, they are, um, essentially, walking amongst a war hero that they were taught about in school, yeah. which is a big thing for a lot of them. It's a big, it's a huge thing for the Agent Coulson character in the Avengers movie, where he's got the baseball cards and he's very awkwardly explaining how he watched him sleep. Um, yeah. yeah, that was, a, that was a weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big thing for the Frank Castle character in the comics, who was inspired by Captain America to even get into the military.
0: It's mythic. It's 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 the literally the returning hero. The same yeah. way, um, you know, heroes were returned from Vietnam or World War Two. You have this returning hero literally from a sixty-year war or something like that.
1: Yeah, from you know from his icy grave.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now he's back, and he doesn't understand why America can't still be proud to be American. He doesn't understand why um, people are having such a lack of faith for
1: mm-hmm. the government.
0: The character himself eventually gets a lack of faith and becomes nomad. Drops the, the Captain America garb. Decides he's and not also drops wear the, a bit of
1: his neckline. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of weird. A whole lot of his neckline.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 he had like a deep V thing going. Oh on. yeah. But um, I think a lot of a lot of the disconnect between the modern reader or the modern comic book fan and Captain America is again the idea that he would just be pushing the narrative of the country. Oh yeah, when, even when the country's not saying what well, probably what they should be saying or doing what they should be doing.
1: Yeah, the, he he is. I think he's kind of looked at amongst a lot of people as just like you know the consummate flag waiver no matter what's going on. But the beauty when you do read some of those books is that at some point is that at some point, Cap starts to struggle with the same thing everyone else does as far as trust within his government and his country, and makes decisions that uh, Captain America starts to be about. What America is to him,
0: or oh, what it should be, what it can be, right? right? His like-
1: ideal of America, instead of simply the America that you see in front of you, right? Which is a beautiful thing. He's still fighting for the ideals of the good he believes in, instead of just fighting for the system.
0: Do you think because that he that
1: believed in the system? Do back you think
0: that that's an ideal and an illusion that that is important to keep? Like, do you think? How do you feel about like the big lie or the the big like the big <laughs> idea that we have to upkeep this like the, the the fact that we live in a country where all is possible and um you know we all have um freedoms and uh, that there's an American dream out there the picket, the picket fence the house the dog mm-hmm. the nuclear family all that kind of stuff uh do you feel like that is um past its time or because we've decided as a society that it's past its time we're worse off
1: um that's a difficult one i think that at least from an advertising standpoint and to uphold tourism you definitely (laughs) need to sort of keep that 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 dream alive right and i believe in the idea of keeping the dream alive but at the same time you do sort of come here and find out that it's it's not really as simple as it seems right but there, there are a lot of hardships in your way um I don't think you should do it blindly, okay. I think you should realize that there is something out here of note there is something out here of genuine you know <clears throat> a genuine a genuinely accomplishable feat, but you shouldn't blindly walk rush into it and feel like this is just this is going to be the place where I make it right right
0: so you could you could be idealistic and you could have goals and um and uh, things that you're trying to accomplish, but still understand that you still live in the very real world where yes. there are real consequences, and not everything's going to go your way.
1: Yes. Um. It's just hopefully better than the place you came from.
0: There's a lot of people with that things are not going their way in America, and they're choosing to blame America for it, which would then, uh, you know, subsequently mean they're blaming Captain America for it, right? Yeah. We see it in Luke Cage. We you know we did that Luke Cage review where when the problems were going on in Harlem, they walked up to Luke Cage and were like, "Hey." Mm-hmm. What are you doing about this? And you can see that ha- kind of happening with Captain America, where it's like, um, why should we believe this character when we don't really believe the country anymore? Right. You know, and we live in a world right now with fake news and all this other kind of stuff. You know, all that stuff's gonna be <laughs> brought up, like this idea of manipulating the media, this idea of dividing the country uh, through their race or religion, um, the, the immigration uh, crisis. Uh, you know, a, a, a reality TV star president. Like, I'm very curious to see what Captain America says says in all those climates, you know? Because uh, they're very real, uh, very real climates.
1: Yeah. The interesting thing about Captain America at that point, even in the movies, is that, like, the... In The Winter Soldier, he's dealing with the government that he was still trying to believe in and just trying to follow for, you know, being corrupted. Yeah. Um... Lesser so from the inside, and still from the outside force, known as Hydra, but still, it makes sense for him. And dealing with the fact that he still represents all these things, and he still wears these colors, but it's not the thing he remembers it as. Yeah. You know, it's not the shining symbol of of hope and dreams that he remembers. And it's a government now that is manipulative, and it's a government now that. You know, takes advantage of people for their own ends. Because right. even before any of the Hydra stuff, he has to deal with the fact that, you know, Nick Fury sent him on a secret mission with only half the information right. for their own ends even in prior, a place they shouldn't have been.
0: Even prior to that, you know, they, they do actually a good job of leading the breadcrumbs to Winter Soldier because the first inkling of that happens in Avengers. Yes, when he finds the guns, the Chitari weapons or whatever on the on the Hala carrier, and the, yeah, and he's like, "What the heck is this? Like, hiding weapons from us? Like, I thought we were all on the same page with this." And it's the idea that when you're a soldier, as as a soldier, you know, I, I um, I served for four and a half years. I was deployed, um, and as a soldier, Did they give
1: you the suit too. I I
0: was waiting for it. It never <laughs> happened. It never happened. They didn't ask me anything about a vibranium, uh, any of that stuff. It it, it was kind of sad, but. Oh but um it's while 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 the job itself
2: mm-hmm.
0: as far as like the ex- extremes of it you know combat yes. uh uh weather, uh food uh you know um human interaction while those things may be um dangerous or uh amplified in that i i also feel like you know you there's a little bit of ease because as a soldier, you are told what to do. Mm-hmm. You know that you need to do what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of faith in your command that you're doing the right thing. Yes. And so for the entirety of Cap One, that's what that, that deal is. He doesn't have to make his own decision, he doesn't ever have to question whether or not the Red Skull has a mom, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he would have found out Red Skull had a mom, he wouldn't, you know, try to attack him.
1: She is but, also named Sharon.
0: You know, <laughs> Sharon. Um, he doesn't have to decide whether or not Hydra has the best interest at heart. He is told that these are the bad guys. Those are the bad guys. You go and you go punch them. Mm-hmm. And that's how it starts off in the beginning of Cap 2 as well. Um, and in the midst of Cap 2 and in Cap 3, we see him trying to decide what kind of America he wants and therefore what kind of America he wants to represent. Mm-hmm. And it's an America that uh, feels that people can be redeemed like Bucky, you know? Right. It's America that, that feels that, you know, things, things are bendable. If um, you know, not everything, not every law needs to be completely, you know, uh, followed through to the T. Especially if it doesn't have the best interest of America or its people at heart. Like, what's the point of keeping us safe if we're all scared? He says at one point, "This isn't freedom; it's fear." Yeah. And so the um the MCU, uh, you know, Chris Evans, um, uh, Marcus and McFeely, the writers for all the Captain America films and mm-hmm. the writers for Infinity War. Yes. Um, they did a great job putting down the key pillars to what makes this character what it is and I don't really know if I can put my finger on what exactly uh, is so endearing about the MCU version of Captain America Chris Rogers I think it would have to be humility like Rogers. Chris Rogers Chris Evans <laughs> Steve Rogers I, I am a mouthful of worms today but um I don't I don't know what's so endearing about him I would have to say it's probably the fact that because he has so much respect and because he has so much you know, poise and, and 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 superpowers from the super soldier serum. He's still very um humble and very um human.
1: I think the character for the longest time actually like they they follow that one line from the first movie really good really well to the T and it comes off really well in Chris Evans, um, when he's acting, which is like, you know, it is more important for him to be a good man than a perfect soldier. Right. And throughout the rest of the series, he chooses to be a good man than a soldier.
0: And realizing that there is no boot camp or instruction manual on how to be a good man. No, not at all. Where you, if you want to be a perfect soldier, there is things, you know, marksmanship and, you know, working out. Yeah, you just do exactly as you're told. But to be a good man is way more malleable than that. It's way more. You know, uh, pardon my lack of a better word, but sticky. It's a sticky situation because...
1: And sometimes the definitions of being a good man means doing some unsavory or quote bad things. Right, exactly. The definition of him being a good man at the end of Civil War is breaking his friends out of a federal prison. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. You know, and and, and choosing to fight a friend to save a friend. You Mm -hmm. know,
1: making those hard decisions.
0: And Captain America has also been somebody who has been respected to that level where he... His decisions mostly stick. People, you know, when there is a big problem, a big question at hand, they lean to Captain America. What do you think, Cap? You know, uh, he's the leader. Kind of uh, as a sim- uh, symbolism for America in itself, right, where we become this superpower that's looked at in times of crisis. Okay, what does America think? What right. should what should we do? What's, what's going to go on in the world? So
1: the beauty of the whole thing with the uh, – <clears throat> which is why they constantly use – World War II and The Greatest Generation in, in other forms of media is that it's easy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: There's no real argument as to America's place in it. There's, you can make arguments about the actions they took before that, but at the end of the day, it was, they're fighting the Nazis. Okay, we know who the bad guys are. We know who the good guys are. This is real clean. Yeah, You know what I mean? You can't do that for a lot of any other of these moments in history. Where a lot of this is real unclean and, and and you know, a lot of people do some bad on both sides and right, it's like, all really ugly. It's him. the Nazis, it's straightforward, the Nazis are the bad guys, so we need to get rid of those.
0: Right. If you implant Captain America, let's say during um like the riots, right? Like the riots for mm-hmm. um The LA riots. Rodney, yeah, yeah, like Rodney King riots uh-huh. who does he see as the enemy? You understand? And then if he's... If it, if it Probably
1: be, law enforcement. Yeah,
0: exactly. So then that that sticky, right? Because if you're mm-hmm. a cop and you're reading Captain America and in the issue, he goes, well, you guys need to stand down like these are Americans. I see this Tanahashi... Uh, ta- I, see this Coates, <laughs> I see this Mr. Coates... I see Mr. Coates uh, 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 walking a razor's edge with this because there's no way you don't pick a side. If you do believe that America is being fought from the inside, if so. you do believe that there are... Um, people stirring the pot if you believe that there are antagonists in this country that is trying because this is we are we living in a very divisive time yes we you know that that's something point blank period and comic books have always spoken to the social uh issues going on in the world oh, yeah. um or they should at least i believe that they should i believe mm-hmm. that you got to wield the tools of art for you know um for good yeah. and so if cap and mr coates are here on the precipice in 2018 with these very real, very very close um, problems, you know, problems that affect people emotionally. We can't have conversations about a lot of the things that are going on in America without people getting up in arms because these are very hot topics. Well, like I said, again, immigration and, you know, uh, gangs and, and stabbings and all this kind of stuff. Like I said, the president and stuff. Um, and they play a little bit into... Uh, I. We were talking about Superman. We had a, a conversation about Superman, the character. we yes, did. And I remember saying, like, you have to watch how you slant that character because the rest of the universe leans on that character. So mm-hmm. Superman is supposed to be the straight and narrow. If you make him lean, then everyone else leans. And if you consider that Batman is the most leaning person, he's basically on the floor. Yeah. If you, if, if you lean Superman, which is kind of an issue when you start... um playing with that universe as DC does mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the same thing with Cap and it, it, you know you you can have a progressive Cap but you can't have like a too edgy Cap you can't have um, a, a Cap that's too um, jaded uh, as you say he has to be idealistic no matter how corny it is or how quote unquote unrealistic it is it, it's, it's more important for the character to maintain its level of idealism and positivity than it is for him to be
1: uh, current. So, I'm going to go to a dangerous place here with everyone who doesn't like these sorts of things. The beauty right. of Secret Empire you is, mean
0: You mean the book where Captain America <laughs> is revealed to have been a uh, Hydra agent secretly for a hundred years? I want to say close to? For close to a hundred years, a uh, secret Hydra agent? Okay, continue. Just wanted to preface the, the audience in case they didn't know.
1: Absolutely, yes. The beauty, the beauty of the Secret Ham- Empire event is simply that it's simply what you uh what you just noted is that when the when the Steve Rogers character becomes corrupted and his history becomes corrupted everyone around him follows him right blindly and loyally right because it is Steve Rogers. So when like... Steve Rogers leans everyone else leans with him.
0: Right. He did get a he there was a lot of weird um, alliances that ended up coming up, and it's because, like you said, um, it is Steve Rogers at the end of the, the day. The
1: entire country leans with him and gives him complete power and authority as you know, director of Shield in time of crisis, because it is Steve Rogers. Exactly, he is the best of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he, and he believes in what the best, the potential of America, what it could be, and that also probably is a very layered metaphor. For America, the country as it is, because Mm -hmm. um, we as a nation uh, are going to, for the most part, agree with what we do as a country, the goals we have as a country. Um, And when Cap does turn, when he becomes Hydra Cap, uh, the narrative is also kind of like. Well, he's Hydra cap, but he still believes in everything that he believes. Like he still believes doing mm-hmm. doing the Hydra thing the right way, and he still yes. believes in due process, and he still believes in procedures and and laws, and um, it it's that dark mirror up to America to say like when America gets corrupted or whatever, that America would look back at us and say, well, we've always been this way. It's still the rules, still the laws. It's just leaning in e- a different direction.
1: Even when he, even when Captain America seems to put. With, uh, when Hydra Cap, rather, I'll just say, perpetuates, uh, perpetrates the most vicious act that he perpetrates during the Secret Empire storyline. Steve doesn't actually ever do it himself. Yeah. When it comes down to the point where they have all the helicarriers go ahead and oh, just yeah. nuke Vegas, Cap doesn't press the button. Cap doesn't even really give the order. They they push him to do it, and he just says. You guys vote on it. Whatever you choose, go ahead and do it. I'm gonna be over here. Right, right. And he was no part of it.
0: And he was the face of that organization and was able to drum up a lot of, you know, vitriol, for Mm -hmm. his cause to the point that post Hydra Cap people are still like want Hydra Cap, right? There's still people in America that are like, I remember how things were when they were Hydra. There were the
1: people who were very pro, you know, the Hydra world that took over and are now still very much on that team, which make. I guess the, uh, the fun of making that out for future storylines is that Hydra now is more dangerous than it's ever been because it, they weren't fighting for something. They weren't fighting for a dream now. Right. Everything before was Hydra fighting for a dream now it's fighting to get something back that they had. Yeah, and you're going
0: to have an entire country, all the armory that, that comes with it, all the superheroes that are in America. And you already know that it's a crazy, disproportionate to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Hydra's? Has Hydra's um, goals? Yeah, goals been been transparent because. We t- we follow the line from Nazi to Hydra, right? Because mm-hmm. that that line was s- synonymous at one point, and then they they, yes. they, they differ. And
1: um, and, they and, and that they they want you to believe very much that Hydra is. I mean, that Hydra is uh, predates Nazism.
0: Right, right, but also has those sort of, sort of leanings and stuff.
1: It had a tie into Nazism, uh, and then went on.
0: Are we supposed to believe that this is a race thing? That Hydra's still maintaining a sort of race, like it, it no. when when Cap, when Hydra Cap comes to power what is the promise and like are they are they trying to subjugate people to
1: they they're just subjugating all peoples it it was there was never any uh division amongst humans it was simply uh domination they will ruled domination to subjugation okay yeah
0: dictatorship lack yes. of freedom um which is not our
1: bag here in America. Peace through <laughs> subjugation. Right, right, right. Not our bag here peace in America. At, you know, peace at the barrel of a gun.
0: Well, if we're going to talk Cap, we got to talk Hydra. Hydra, you know, the or, the shadow organization that has been um, Cap's, the thorn in Cap's side since basically his creation. Uh, Cap spent a lot of time just fighting evil Germans in the beginning of the wars. And then <laughs> post-war, they had to give the man something to, to really fight, something to really tackle. So out comes uh, Johann Schmidt. Uh, A German who ends up becoming the Red Skull.
1: I'm a big fan of your films.
0: Yes. The Red Skull. uh, Garish in nature. Just a man with a red skull face. um, Leading Hydra. Like I said again, a a shadow organization. Hydra. um, The mythological Greek
1: creature?
2: Uh,
0: Am I?
1: I'm I'm, I'm honestly not... All that sure about it?
0: I was really big into mythology as a kid, which is funny. This is kind of how I got into the comics. Right. I, I dug the idea like, oh, and he could do this, and they could do this, and they're related. Right, and they so yeah, the Hydra was a mythical creature that, um, uh, if you severed a head, more heads would grow. It that's was also, the only part I am familiar with. Yeah, it, uh, it was also in um, Hercules, the the animated movie where yes. he's cutting off heads all willy nilly, and, and then they're there's just hundreds
1: of heads now
0: sprouting. And that's the fear that Hydra instills is the idea that if you destroy any member, any branch of HYDRA that they would continue and they would uh, go on and still uh, seep through the cracks of America mm-hmm. and, and take it as a, a stronghold. Um, making it, and and uh, HYDRA, HYDRA's all about infiltration, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the entire organization has been about infiltration. And those those slick sons <laughs> of guns in the MCU showed us that. By mm-hmm. giving us a world that had already been pre-infiltrated by Hydra, come Winter Soldier, yes, come Captain America, Winter Soldier, it's oh yeah, and this entire time I'm talking about from Iron Man one theoretically, yes, Hydra's been running all this, yeah, from the from the jump they've been inside the the you know they got their their figures in all the pies here uh, at, here in uh, the MCU. Uh,
1: what's his name? Uh, uh- war machine is essentially potentially working for people that are hydra. Right. You know what I mean? And uh,
0: he has he has orders that he do- doesn't that he question say- because he's a soldier.
1: Absolutely. He he may have been doing hydra missions and doesn't you know, even you, know it. You know
0: what's funny? They also always kind of do that like Rhodes always gives cap respect. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense, you know, mm-hmm. in that in that instance. Um but yeah, hydra is there. We see hydra in its most trending form in Winter Soldier Hydra is throughout all the um
1: Isn't the same character from Avengers helping him out that they find out is Hydra in the Winter Soldier film?
0: Is it Avengers? The, the bald guy. I know who you're talking about. Uh Stillwell.
1: Agent Stillwell. Sitwell. Sitwell, Sitwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sitwell. I believe he was in a previous film where he he's defin- helping everyone out. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. And um well you and you have um the Senator. The Senator Yes. In Iron Man Two, find out Winter Soldier. He's been Hydra from the Ah uh, yes, jump.
1: Gary Shandling.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, Captain America's villains have always been these kind of um personifications of what takes on America. Tyranny with um Red Skull. You have Hate Monger, mm-hmm. who's out there just hates. <laughs> you know, he looks like a KKK member.
1: A bit of imperialism.
0: Right. Right. Uh um, but Red Skull, is the quintessential villain, and they go to him. Uh, at many points, whenever they want to tell a Captain America story and they, I, I actually did like his Hydra cap characterization cause it was almost a little bit Trumpish. It was almost a little bit, I'm just going to rile the people up and yeah. the people are going to do what people do. Absolutely. Human nature being what human nature is. We saw in Captain America, Steve Rogers, a suicide bomber and how a suicide bomber is indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. It's a regular guy, rough life, no job, no girlfriend. All of a sudden, he comes to these rallies with your friend, come you chill out give with You just a us.
1: guy who's downtrodden and got nothing going for, a purpose and, a, and, a, and a, dr- a drive, something to stand for, and he will martyr to your cause.
0: Yeah, and so, you, you we, that's very modern, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was cool they were able to give us those levels. But Red it's-
1: Skull's just down there like, preaching to the drums of society so you know, stand for something
0: meanwhile out in the streets of the actual real world activists of all shades colors were doing all kinds of craziness for the good or the bad Mm -hmm. and people didn't know what what side to choose people didn't know who's in the right and so it it, this was very um Cap was needed because it kind of shows what happens when that character goes to its natural progression of getting everything they want exactly how they want it Mm -hmm. right then if cap gets the america exactly how he wants it it almost then negates the freedom that he fights for. So agree, ultimately, yes. ultimately, he needs to fight to have America be as screwed up as it wants to be. Right? <laughs> like that's that's kind of the it narrative. He needs to like, have the freedom to be as screwed up
1: as it wants <laughs> exactly, to be. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and just you and the hope that people will choose to do good things. And you know what? That's the thing. It's that's
0: a very slippery slope, right? Because without without being in charge. Without being the quality control Mm -hmm. um, of America or anything, you end up with the freedom to do good or bad. And then, like I said, 50-50 on what you end up doing. Yeah. Because when you end up having a hard stance or hard rules or hard guidelines, right, like, I don't know, Kevin Feige did, you get the beautifulness (laughs) that is the MCU. But when you're given the freedom to take liberties
1: with whatever you want. Oh, I see what it's going. You get <laughs> you get
0: the the main event of this podcast here. You get the 1990 film Captain America. Uh my god. De- uh, decades, almost almost two full decades before the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they decided Marvel decided that they wanted to get on the game when it came to these movies. You know, you had Batman out in '89. Yes. You have Superman out even before then. Star Wars is killing it, so the blockbuster, you know, exists. Uh, and they wanted to do Captain America. They did. Um, you know, Dove London was thinking about what was, was was considered. I believe the
1: oh for Captain America for Cap. Ah. But
0: but no, but you're right. He was busy because he was doing The, the Punisher. Punisher. Yes. Uh, another. Uh, have you seen that? I have not. I have. I have not seen that too. I I have to I have I definitely have to give that a shot, but that comes in the same era of David Hasselhoff playing Nick Fury. They have a Nick Fury, David I Hasselhoff. I did catch that one. A David Hasselhoff. It film. is
1: ridiculous.
0: But um, it, this is this is from a time where superhero movies were proven to work if given the time budget. You know, mm-hmm. Tim Burton made them. You know, if Tim Burton's out there making superhero movies and he.
1: He, he likes them dark. I guess you figure if Tim Burton can make it work, anyone can.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but, but in 1990, when I, was, when, I was just, when I was just a little baby, uh, <laughs> you have a, a film directed by Albert Peon and written by Stephen Tolkien and Lawrence Block uh, that's supposedly based off of the Captain America we all know and love. Yes. Right? Uh, so we, without even watching it, you know we have to get the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. We know Red Skull's in it. and He's gonna do some Red Skulliness. Mm-hmm. Uh we have the shield that's gotta be a thing. The the outfit and the name has to be a thing. Um and he just has to kinda win at the end. You know, that's yeah. that's all that's all we really needed. Um, especially in the nineteen nineties comic book movie where a lot of these comic book movies were scared to be comic book movies they didn't want to say like well you have to you didn't know that you had to read issue blah, blah. they didn't want to that was too cool for school no movies had to be standalone and tell its own story this thing didn't even try to introduce anyone else uh, uh or even link to like there might be an avengers or there's other superheroes in this universe not even none a little bit stuff. none of that stuff Nope. we gotta buy the numbers uh Captain America movie th- where the numbers are in Italian for some strange <laughs> reason so we're painting them in all the wrong colors but uh I I decided that we should probably just go for a quick uh recap and review of this film just stopping at the absurdity the absurdities that take place uh in this thing because the
1: things we do for you guys
0: Oh my god but it, I thought it was I thought it was fun I had to scratch it off my list I think if I had not <laughs> needed a podcast on it I probably would have never watched it which Is leading me to believe that there's probably a lot of bad movies. I need to start scheduling for these podcasts (laughs) because
1: musically, I had seen it once as just a small child, so I have, I had some old memories of it.
0: But this is challenging because this film didn't even get released in theaters in America. It was, I guess, on television. Yes. Tape, uh, tape and uh, VHS and, and, and uh, syndication in America, but the gall to release it worldwide. This film had a $10 million budget. Where did they send that money? Where did that money go? $10 million? Did Stanley get $9 million <laughs> in that deal?
1: Wow. Um, they, $10 million? They spent that money on the cheap.
0: I've seen Paranormal Activity has better special effects than, than that
1: movie does. <laughs> Oh my god, I did uh, not know that.
0: And out of its $10 million, uh, you know, budget, it made a whopping $10,000. <laughs> $10,173 is its box office. I guess it was opening one theater in every country
1: okay, wait, for a week. Before we start this, I need a question answered. What was the budget for Deadpool? <laughs> oh, right,
0: right. I, I listen... I just know it made, it definitely made more money. 10,000. It only
1: made
0: $10,000. That sounds like, that sounds like. like, I'm
1: trying to wonder if they had a similar amount of money. (laughs) If I, if I would
0: have found out that the budget was $10,000, I would have believed it. Right.
1: Absolutely. Going forward in this film. Absolutely.
0: Because even from the beginning, this film starts off haywire. We start off in Italy. Did my subtitles weren't working? Were your subtitles working?
1: Only in Spanish.
0: Only in Spanish. Okay, so I have the DVD, um, but it's available on YouTube. Did you catch the YouTube version?
1: Yes. Okay. The one you sent me. Okay,
0: so uh, there's one on YouTube, and I have it on DVD. They're speaking Italian, right? Yes. I grab the control. I start hitting subtitles. It's just saying subtitles off. Even though I'm hitting on, off, off. There's no (laughs) subtitles on this thing, right? Then every so often, without warning, something that they're saying is translated. Yeah. But not all of it. Not all of it. So I'm like, am I? Did I do something wrong? Is it as a translator expensive? And how much did they save by not having closed captioning <laughs> on this movie? Isn't that legally
1: wrong? Like, there's a whole you, scene. There's a whole scene of Italian where nothing is explained, I, and then you go to the next scene. Subtitles.
0: I thought it was just me. I was like, I how did how did they expect the audience at large to just sit and watch and hope? That they from inflections and body language <laughs> that they understand what the heck is going on.
1: They figured you knew Borgiorno, and that's all you needed to figure out.
0: I don't know Borgiono and I definitely don't know. <laughs> I definitely don't know Tadzio DeSantis. Yes. Tadzio DeSantis. GT. Who? Who is this man? <laughs> not Johann Schmidt.
1: It is not Johann Schmidt. That we no. know
0: who was indoctrinated and became um, Red Skull but they steal a boy in in Italy in 1936 uh and they ha- have this early version of the super soldier serum and they just give it to him mm-hmm. right they, they um they steal him from his home gun down his, his entire family and then like from the kidnapping walk him to the laboratory yes. strap him to the to the thing and give him the super soldier serum
1: they just they just dropped a penny out of a plane and said that house
0: and they are like <laughs> And they're like, and what it's told is, like, um, he's a very intelligent boy. That's all we're given as to the reason why this child uh, has, been, okay. has been picked. And so, that's right. literally, like, he was the smartest <laughs> boy in his class, so now we're going to subject him to this, this painful super soldier serum. Yes. Uh, no Hydra in this film. No, not at all. Red it's, Skull is literally just a mustache twirling villain, and they might as well give him Italian mustache because he's Italian in this film instead of German. I got nothing wrong with Italians, and I also have nothing wrong with people changing up continuity things to change change up. You know,
1: as long as it makes sense.
0: Irish West was a ca- Caucasian for a very very long time. Yes, uh, you know things happen, but Italian.
1: <sighs> it, it it's one of those one of those things where it's just like. Once you make that change, you've changed the entire base of a character. Yeah. And now you have to really make up for that, and it never does.
0: I wonder if it was, like, a characterization issue. Like, they were, did they want to demonize sure. demonize Germans or something like that? Did they Maybe wanna...
1: not. I don't know. But it, it, would, it would be like making uh, Magneto not Jewish. Yeah, yeah. You rob That's him so of much everything of that. that leads him to what he does later.
0: That's, that literally is so much of that character is where where his backstory where he completely
1: raised. forms him you can change any backstory I believe as long as that backstory does not formally create the character and his and his missions
0: right and as you know, because this is a child being subjugated to this craziness right
2: mm-hmm.
0: um they not everyone's gonna be for it. We have a doctor the uh, a female doctor, her name is Dr Maria vasselli. And she's like, no, we can't. Do- I'm assuming because I had no subtitles. This you saying, no, we can't do it. It's just the boy. And it's just like, the boy. You shut up. We have this super soldier serum. I should have dubbed. I'm going to dub this over. It, uh, <laughs> so when I watch it, when I watch it, I don't have to think this hard. But they're like, yeah, we're not going to deal with any of that uh, madness. If you don't want to, de- you know, if you don't want to help us with this, then you- we'll kill you. And yes. so she jumped out of a window, right? Several stories she she breaks the laboratory window, jumps out of the window, looks back.
1: She's got fantastic knees on her. Yes.
0: She looks back, hears the boy screaming, and then continues running.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, And then we're brought to California. Right? Of all places. I believe so. California. Not New York. Not not the Brooklyn, you know, that no. we get in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. No. But California. This Captain America is from California. This, he's an easy rider. And he has polio. Yeah. We're told. We're told. We see Cap in what can only be described as a going-away party for a, a experimental procedure. I guess so. Everyone is hanging out. They're all saying bye to Steve. His mom's there. He's like, don't forget. Don't forget us. Um, and then you have... Uh, I just
1: got polio, Mom. What am I gonna...
0: Yeah, he's like, and then this might not work. I might come back bald <laughs> and back and with more polio. Right. So you might want to keep things exactly how they are. I don't know how any of this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just, he just signed up for it. I didn't realize how much information we were given in the first Avenger mm-hmm. in comparison to this. We know nothing.
1: Absolutely nothing. Project
0: Rebirth, I'm going tomorrow. They come to pick me up and that's it. Yep. And then you get one day with the uh with the gorgeous Bernie Bernie uh, I don't remember her name. Bernie Stewart. Okay. Bernice. Or Bernie Stewart played by Kim Gillingham. Uh, uh Steve Rogers played by Matt Salinger. Yes. But yeah,
1: son yeah. of JD Salinger, accomplished when, author.
0: Oh, uh, catcher in the Rye. Yes. I don't understand. It's like dad wrote Catcher in the Rye. I'll show him. I'll be <laughs> I will be the staple of America. Um but when you're going Bernie Bernie, I'm like, is this a Bucky thing? Am I gonna find out? Like, is he gonna go? I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is gonna be a Bucky thing, but it's not. It's a Sharon Carter thing. Instead of using Sharon Carter or Peggy Carter, they end up using um Bernie. Bernie is the I guess childhood sweetheart, high school sweetheart of Captain America, who's yes. all just like, I love you, Steve. I just I just <laughs> love you so and just much. Come, just make sure you come back to me. You hear?
1: It's been so long. It's
0: been, oh, Steve. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, so she is. Uh, she's like, yeah, just come back. Just make sure that you come back, and um, you know, we'll all be here for you. And so he says his goodbyes. Meanwhile,
1: I'm still wondering what happens to the child.
0: Yeah, right. He says his goodbyes. Uh he says he says his goodbyes and stuff. Um and goes and does the, the super soldier the super soldier uh, procedure. Project Rebirth procedure. What was actually kind of funny was that lab didn't look too far different from the lab in First Avenger.
1: No, it didn't. It was like there's actually a few things in this film that really reminded me of Captain America: The First Avenger. Um some of the music sounds very familiar to the score yeah, in the, the horns MCU films. Like I maybe patriotic heroism just kind of sounds in the same box.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but they definitely they did, they definitely looks like the skeletons of what ends yes. up being the meat and potatoes of, uh, the first Avenger.
1: By the way, shout out to Alan Silvestri who did the score for not only Captain America: The First Avenger but the Avengers films that you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, this is true.
1: And created the now the Avengers kind of iconic you know. Avengers theme song dun, dun, that dun, 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 that they played dun, nine dun, dun, times during Infinity
0: War. <laughs> they, they, branding. They want you they want you to know about all that branding.
1: Branding's good. They hadn't figured that out yet.
0: Um so so he the one thing off the rip, did you notice a physical change to this man?
1: No, but I didn't. Nah, he came out the same. Okay, it was said that they were considering he having... He's in pretty good shape for a guy suffering from this polio. From polio,
0: right? They were saying that they were going to um, use two actors. They considered using two actors for this film. They probably didn't have the money to Lovely. use two actors. But they were like, oh, no, we'll just find one actor who looks like both. Right. So you found one actor who looks like both, like he's suffering from a debilitating uh, disease of his body.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And he's a, a, a all-star athlete. Another thing. The, the, that's constantly the peak of human uh, uh, physique, huh? Athlete? They, they say that constantly, right? Yes. And, this, and the serum will turn him into a star athlete. Yes. A star a- No, he's going to be able to... Michael Jordan. He will be Michael Jordan at the end of this. Larry's just
1: like, Michael couldn't do that much. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like... Okay. Right. Michael Jordan was a fantastic basketball player. I don't think he was going to win a fight, though.
0: They said that Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for this role. <laughs> and, and they said what held him back was his accent.
1: That... See, I'm that Rogers. is on the same level <laughs> as Jean Claude Van Damme's guile. Exactly,
0: as the All American guy, all right? All yes. American Army uh, boy guy, guile. guy. going to get on my boat. <laughs> oh my god, terrible. <laughs> now it reminds me of a. Where's my bird? <laughs> Let me see my board. But, just like First Avenger, mm-hmm. when Dr. Erskine,
1: Abraham Erskine, is shot
0: uh, uh, is shot right after the uh, facility,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or after the procedure, uh, Miss uh, Vaselli is shot right after Steve becomes the super soldier by a Nazi spy. Uh, I guess that's part of the story that maintains a Nazi was watching the whole procedure go down. It was like, oh, snap, I should probably kill the doctor. Kills the doctor. We
1: just threw Nazis in here for no freaking reason.
0: No reason at it all. It never
1: comes back. No. We just go back to the Exa- Red Skull in the future.
0: Yep. Especially considering that oh. we never s- formally said they were Nazis, right? Like no. Red Skulls, Allegiance and stuff.
1: No, not at all. It's,
0: and they took him from Italy, so it's a very weird. We just
1: get one guy who goes, "Heil Hitler," shoots him, and... take like
0: a Mussolini thing, right? Wouldn't that be like more of a Mussolini than a Hitler? I believe so. A Hitler, a Hitler, deal, but It's just
1: Heil Hitler and takes the shot.
0: Yeah, they 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 shoot the um the doctor. My favorite part about all this is the hand waving that happens in both First Avenger and this. Is like, oh no, yeah, they're the only ones who knew how to do this. Yeah. We never decided. We never told them they should write this stuff down, and it kind of sucks that they died right after the first successful <laughs> process of this. But uh, yeah, we're gonna. In have both to dis-
1: instances, probably poor planning by the villains. Well, in this, <laughs> in this, she. Well, in both, right?
0: The the serum is first made for Red Skull.
1: Yes, and then th- this is like the more this uh, is this was the uh, refined, and cleaned up version. Yeah, he was like doing he was like doing math basically,
0: uh, Red Skull. Huh. I said, ba- Red Skull is basically just like injecting meth into, into yes. his, like a meth, meth up. That sounds like I have a list. super meth, meth a super meth up <laughs> version of the uh, mm-hmm. Super Soldier Serum. Red Skull. Um, and then, then, then it just like cuts right, and then it's like uh, many, one of many cuts in here. Yes. As a matter of fact, this reminds me of the Jessica Jones episode, Death by a Thousand Cuts, because that's basically what this movie is. <laughs> uh, because it cuts, and then. Um, all of a sudden, there's, like, Captain America's just being told in a helicopter, like, oh, yeah, so Red Skull's got a, got a missile, <laughs> and it's aimed at Washington, D.C. So we're going to just drop you off with a couple of guys so you can, because uh, you're a soldier now. You, you, you've you never shot. and You've never had a <laughs> never day of anything. basic training. At least MCU Steve Rogers went through basic training. Right. You know, uh, nothing. We're just going to airdrop you. And, and then
1: cut to Steve Rogers in costume. <laughs>
0: An exposition galore. <laughs> good thing they made me this fireproof costume that that's extra durable. Well, she's really got it on the nose, huh?
1: Didn't she know much about really camouflage, did she? No, but she sure did love the red, white, and blue.
0: That was so Americana what? when he said that.
1: He's like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, she didn't care much about keeping you safe out there, but she sure loved America. Sure
1: loved us, America."
0: I was like, "That's not that's not safe. That's not good."
1: Why did you hire this woman?
0: Um. Are you gonna be good with just that shield? <laughs> I I hope I I wish I had more time to practice. I'm like, what Captain America is this? He's not even a uh, uh, nep with the shield, but he takes down an entire stronghold by himself, throwing his shield in like I said, a thousand cuts mm-hmm. where he throws. It shows him the shield in his hand, then the shield is suspended in the air, then the shield is hitting something, then that thing is exploding.
1: I'm convinced that they I'm convinced that they filmed throwing the shield once and then just used the same scene over and over. Kind of like the Superman flight scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yes.
0: Exactly. The same cut with just blue screen behind it. Yep. Over and over. Um but yeah, Cap's able to get all the way into the into the facility. He finds that uh, this missile that's supposedly aimed at the White House. And um but the Red Skull tries to like strap him to the uh they get in like this weird fight where everyone just kinda watches them fight
1: mm-hmm.
0: around the missile. Like all the scientists just like it's like let him have his fun, I guess. And-
1: another another illusion I don't I don't want to uh, skip right over is, again, I think somebody watched this film and just started to take a few things from it that they liked. You get the scene of Captain America launching his shield and Red Skull just catches it. Yeah. Fast forward a few years later, Bucky, same exact scene. Yeah. Launches the shield, turns around, catches it with the same exact hand.
0: Well, I guess now that we say that this guy has become the Red Skull, we should probably take some time to talk about the appearance of the Red Skull in this film. Uh, for some reason, and I re- I realize what 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 got me the most, like what what's what I'm um, rubbing up against with the design. Sure. The nose. It's the nose. <laughs> it's the damn nose. The red skull doesn't have a nose. He's never had a nose no. because he's a skull and skulls don't have noses. It's he's all cart- It's all cartilage and skin and doesn't exist on a skull. Never has, never will. But no. this skull has a pronounced nose the entire time. Yes. So, and he just has cracks in his
1: face? Nothing going on with his face is ever alluded to or explained. It's just, it's a scarred face and it's all Tomato I you,
0: red. I guess you're a, you're to assume that the this was a side effect of the super soldier serum, but this was also a serum taken place a long time ago. Yeah, because in 1930,
1: As whatever, a child. yeah, when 19, I was like, did he grow up in the with 19 that face? in the 1930s,
0: uh, 1936, when that happens with Red Skull, it's several years later until Steve Rogers gets the serum. Right, he gets it in 43, um, and then so. In that, in those, what is that? Six years? Red Skull grows into a full-grown man?
1: Yeah. That that was the other weird part. Like, they took this as a boy, and, like, he's already, I guess the super soldier serum just, like, aged him really quickly?
0: It's its ridiculous. But those two are locked in battle. These two guys have been battling in comics for decades, are locked, are locked in battle, and uh, he sends a... Uh, traps him onto a rocket. Straps, straps old stars and bars yeah. onto a rocket, and Steve says something along the lines of, "You're you're coming with me, you sick bastard." And I'm like, <laughs> "What movie am I watching here?" <laughs> straps, uh, Red Skull also to the said rocket, a la Bucky Barnes, and they go mm-hmm. off towards Washington D.C. Um,
1: uh, uh, I believe he cuts his hand off. He does. Yes.
0: Red Skull to escape cuts his hand off. Um, and and. <laughs> Perfectly placed near the White House is a, a man who will go on to become the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And he decides to sneak out and catch a glimpse, I guess, of just the night sky by yes. Washington, D.C. And sees this rock. The rocket almost hits him, almost kills this poor child.
1: This, this poor child, who, by the way, is, is really excited to be in Washington, D.C. And Can't apparently sleep. just loves freaking politics. Loves freedom.
0: Loves freedom. Loves America. Can't sleep. Uh, and takes a picture, a very shadowy picture of Captain America. And the rocket crashes, Red Skull uh, is able to escape with, with one hand, and we get this, the frozen Steve Rogers story. Yes. He is literally brought in as a block of ice, like literally an
1: ice cube. <laughs> Which, and, and that is like, the most faithful to the book that this yes, movie is going to get. Yes. Steve and then, Rogers and a block of ice. And then
0: you, did you see it just shattered? Like he just, raw. he hulks through. it. The ice just the shards just
1: fall, you know, they break apart. He came out of it like Vita Raposa came out of that.
0: T- <laughs> and just, ah. and then they have this weird like times are a changing moment with Cap, mm-hmm. where he's just walking through California, sunny California, the beaches, yes, all these kind of places, and and
1: and there's there's a whole reel of newspapers.
0: Yeah, he's like going the decades. He's going through things, and he's like, you know what? I know, I know how I could find my center. I just got to find Bernie. That's all I got to do. I don't know why my cap just got so country. But he's like, <laughs> I need to just go find Bernie. So he goes to go find his high school sweetheart and um, instead sees her daughter.
1: Not a very tactful cap.
0: No, because he's still dressed completely as Captain America except for the helmet. Helmet has rubber ears on it God. instead of his regular ears. Uh-huh. I don't know why his regular ears are not in there. They said that the that the uh, holes for the ears chafed his regular ears, so he'd rather just have rubber ears. Oh, so I'm yes, wondering that's if right. His I remember ears, that. I wonder if his ears slid into the regular the rubber ears. <laughs> uh, I wonder how that fits. But they um, he sees Bernie's daughter, Sharon. Not to confuse with Sharon Carter, Sharon yep. Stewart.
1: Sharon Stewart. Alliteration.
0: And literally, in that moment imposes Bernie's face on her. Did you see that? Did you catch that? He's like, oh that girl's hot. And then he's like, oh, she reminds me of Bernie. Yes. And then like tries Full to
1: creep like, status.
0: Tries to like talk to her and she starts to hit him. And then we get Peggy. We get uh we get old Bernie comes out <laughs> aged considerably. It's been quite some time. Yes. And uh it's she It's been so long. Yeah, 'cause they've, now they've uh, unfrozen cap in the nineties, so it's been fifty years. hmm And it's been so long, Steve. And she apologizes for getting married. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> yes.
2: She apologized.
0: She's like, "I'm sorry I I, I lived my like life."
2: 12 years. <laughs> that was it. Yes.
0: She said she said I couldn't wait any longer, Steve. I waited till I was 38, bro. Like, like I wanted damn. to have
1: children. Like what the
0: hell? I was like, I was like, "Wow, you were really on the clock there, huh? 38 was it." He said at 38.
1: Meanwhile, TV MCU TV Peggy Carter had already attempted like two more relationships. You know what I'm saying?
0: I'm pretty sure she was flirting with uh old Stark there. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it's incredible because she, there is an incredible remorse from Bur- uh Bernie about mm-hmm. this whole deal. She's like, I do not, um, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't want to be with anyone else, you know, and and like, boyfriend's there. Husband's oh, yeah. there.
1: Hus- he's he's taking it real well. Husband
0: of, of of of, it gotta be at least forty years. Is mm-hmm. there and um and she says like, he's a good guy, you know. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's in the next room. <laughs> what are do you doing? It's been so long. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? But then then he decides to just chill out. He chills out with the daughter, mm-hmm. uh um Sharon, and watches some um. <laughs> he does like the apocalypse uh, the the apocalypse from um uh x-men apocalypse like learning i'm just gonna watch clips and learn about everything <laughs> i need to watch and the face he makes when he sees the i have a dream speech <laughs> i'm like what cap's like wait last i checked not in that my was, day
1: that was so awkward
0: yeah he's like not in my what is this
1: but then we have to do the thing where Captain America is innately good, so racism yeah, is not yeah. a thing. Yeah, he, he
0: was just—he was perplexed. He wasn't uh, outraged. He was just like, "That's different than I he remember
1: like, it being. Huh? Didn't see that one coming.
0: Oh my gosh, so funny! But he gets—he gets—he uh, gets all learned up, and it turns out that someone has kept kidnapped the president.
2: <laughs>
0: Did you like like easily? Like, yeah. I, in my lifetime, the president has never been kidnapped. In the '90s, the president got kidnapped a lot. A lot of plot <laughs> was was made. A lot of a lot of baskets were weaved because the president had been kidnapped.
1: They just they, they the, the, the in, training wasn't up there with those Secret Service boys back then.
0: Dang, I'm telling you, when they say that pre nine eleven security was kind of lax, yeah, it oh was boy. incredibly lax. You could just walk up to the White House and steal the president. So
1: knock on the door. That's all. You, uh, we the see the president it. will open it himself.
0: We do get to see Italian Red Skull and now a more human uh, visage.
1: Somewhat, yes. Uh, it would appear that the red skull has now turned into Jigsaw from the Punisher comics. <laughs> yeah, he's got he, this really awkwardly scarred-looking uh, face.
0: Which I wouldn't have been mad if they would, if that would have been skull in the beginning, the way they did with Hugo Weaving. Where right. Hugo Weaving, you, you can see the red under his eyes at certain yeah. points, and it looks like the mask is kind of and at some point falling he actually off has
1: to adjust the skin.
0: Exactly, I thought that was really well done, and uh, maybe something they took from here. Where they give him that, that visage. but we see. verse. We're also introduced to his daughter. Uh, Valerie?
1: Yes. Is it Valerie? Uh, it's like something I, like
0: I that. I think. It's, it, it, Valentina. It's oh, Valentina de Because he is... Uh, he got that other weird name. But yeah, he is... Um,
1: Not Cynthia. Yeah,
0: yes. Because
2: Cynthia...
1: Um, Spelled let's
0: go does have a daughter named Sin. Uh, it's short for Cynthia. But literally spelled S I N, Um, So that's, Ooh, it, that's he has a, a
1: much more complex relationship and she, with. And they have, and she has red hair, which
0: is that's also in continuity too. A redheaded daughter, uh, who's evil. Yes. So him and his redheaded daughter decide they're going to. I need you to help me uh, explain this. They're going to impersonate the president.
1: Ah, uh, I think
0: they—they they were going to inject. They were going to. They needed the president, and they were taking stuff from him to inject into Red Skull so that the Red Skull could, like, I want to say, impersonate the president.
1: Yeah, I, I I, couldn't figure out what they were going for here, because, like, I, I I, totally thought they were just kind of going for the brainwashing thing, but I don't know if they were going to, like, were they going to send him back out there a different person? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, but there, there's a lot of hay about. I know that. I know the Red Skull. Uh, but we don't know his name. We need to go find out his name. It's all about his name. Well, maybe the lady has his name. Um the lady who uh did all the experiments, she has a diary. Maybe she has his name. Absolutely. Uh she doesn't have his name, but she has the town in Italy where they got him. Okay. Let's go to Italy. Yes. Let's go to Italy and walk around and ask people. Do you remember the kid that was stolen from this area Do you 60 a small years child ago, from the 30s? <laughs> that 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 um I cannot I cannot begin to explain how ridiculous this plan is, but they go all the way to Italy, um, in search for for the name. Uh, I don't think they, they they were they able to get that information.
1: Um, I believe they found it.
0: Uh... Oh, they find a the recorder.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh... Apparently, when they aired out old. Uh, Red Skull's house and killed all his parents, all his parents, his two parents and his family. Um, there was a recorder inside the establishment that had recorded all of the uh, heinous, heinous crimes that took place. An, an
1: audio recording of the the shooting where his family was gunned down and he was kidnapped, assumedly.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. But they were able to get the the a
1: recording the... that has held up exceptionally well since the 30s. I don't know how that tape is still operating.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, um, it's crazy how they're able to find, find that, and they gave. How do you feel about Sharon Carter in general, as a as a ancillary character in here? <laughs> uh, Sharon Sharon Stewart, here a y- young blonde from California. She she's. She's played up to be the romantic uh, equal to Captain America.
1: Certainly. She's just, she is so shoved into this plot line just to have, just for, I guess, for Cap to have someone to talk to.
0: And and, and so then, like, Cookie Cutter, right? So Cookie Cutter, they, they, 90s female if protagonist. If I remember,
1: she gets, they get to Italy and then he steals her car.
0: Yes, Captain America's been stealing cars all willy-nilly. He steals a car earlier when, when, when somebody finds him first out of the ice. Um, I love that. They find him out of the ice. They're talking to him. He sees that the car is made in Germany. <laughs> he sees that and there's it's like just a,
1: assuming everyone is an undercover Nazi. He sees that there's like a,
0: there's like a, um... He has like a Walkman that's from Japan. Yeah. he's just like, these are, these are
1: the access powers. These yes. are,
0: I have to get out of here. So, um, he steals cars twice, which he also does in The Winter Soldier. So they kept that in continuity. So yes. That's good.
1: They had fun with that one.
0: Um, and then gets a car stolen from him because she, of uh, Sharon, eventually decides, "Oh, I'll just be bait for these for these people." Mm-hmm. Because the Red Skull is in tow, his family is in tow with machine guns. They are wildly shooting and missing, ridiculously, at all points. They're just
1: shooting in open. They, like, I think, they make two attempts on their lives in open space. Eventually,
0: Sharon decides, "You know what? I'll be, uh, I'll be held captive. I don't, I don't care. I'll be held captive, and then we'll figure out what all this is about." And so she drives down. I think that's the most badass scene where she drives down, and there's like a car parked in the middle of the road with a mm. bunch of Italian gangsters waiting for her. So Retzko is ready. He has his um, gangsters with him. The president, the president steals acid. <laughs> you want to talk about patriotic? From this point on, the president becomes as much of a superhero as Cap is in this instance yes. the president steals acid he's able to like kind of escape he has a gun he's by, he has like a showdown with one of the guards mm-hmm. where Cap is fighting Red Skull and he's fighting one of the guards Captain America shows up gets never
1: has the president been so badass until Harrison Ford
0: oh my gosh the Captain America shows up um, uh, over there basically he finds out his name Sharon's, Sharon's plan works where they're able to locate the Red Skull who um, has a backup plan his backup plan is he has a bomb Mm-hmm. Like the most comic booky.
2: Yep. I've
0: Batman 66. It's like, oh well. Seeing as I can't become president, plan B: a nuke.
1: Yes. Somewhere. I have for some reason set it on a timer, even though I can just press this button. And it's
0: uh, it's on this piano that's on top of this building. Yes. And I will stand here.
1: With this piano. With,
0: with this piano and with this gun, and not shoot at you from this this distance, <laughs> I will just wax poetically about uh this thing that. The bomb I've created.
1: <laughs> about how you can do nothing about it.
0: Going forward is the worst sequences of action. Oh, my God. In Marvel history, I implore you to go and do We We did it for you so you don't have to, but I implore you to go find this film. Because some of the worst shield throwing, some of the worst camera cuts, uh, uh, guns.
1: I do not believe in this entire scene that the camera stays on a moment for more than a second and a half.
0: Oh, they gunned down everyone in Bernie's house. They gunned down Bernie. Yes, yes, they, they did. They gunned down. That's right. And that scene was terrible. The, they're like, the struggling. Uh, <laughs> like, the, when they were
1: fighting. There, there are oh, several so scenes, bad. There are several scenes where uh, um, the daughter just hits the other woman, and it's just like, barely hits her.
0: The sound on this, the sound design on this is terrible. <laughs> when the, when they when the scribs pop off and start killing the members of the Stewart family, mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? They don't sound like gunshots. I thought it was like a lady, like pew, pew. Like, what is <laughs> going on here? So, oh yeah, we forgot that, that Bernie, Bernie is here because she has a reason. Bernie has a, uh, uh not Bernie, um, Sharon. Bernie's Sharon dead. is
1: out for vengeance.
0: Yes, her whole entire family was killed because of the Red Skull and, and all this madness. So, she she takes on a girl, she takes on sin, cap takes on uh red skull, and the president takes on a guard because, because for reasons, reasons for reasons um and push comes to shove, and we're on you know it's we're on the precipice it's it's it's, it's the uh ninth inning, and the nuke will be. It's already armed, I'm told. We just need to press the button. It's
1: armed. It's just it, it. time's running out.
0: Yeah, we have these convenient
1: little flaps that
0: come out of the, the detonator <laughs> to let us know that the time is progressing and that it's going to explode.
1: That no one can see except the red skull, but the camera wants you to know it's there. <laughs>
0: and it is armed. So in that moment, we have uh, right there at the very last minute. I don't know how he was able to think about it, but Cap goes, maybe I should throw this shield, this thing I've been doing this entire movie. Maybe I should try it more. Well, no,
1: no, no. well. Oh, wait, the president. <laughs> First off, the president hands him, like, probably the best assist of his life. I believe he gets the shield to him somehow. But then Captain America comes up with the most convoluted plan ever because the big old burlap sack he's traveling with falls over and releases the tape recording that they took Yes, from this is true. the house.
0: Uh, this is true and dark. The, the, the rest of this is very dark. I was watching going, is he doing what I
1: think he's doing? So while Captain America is sort of perched behind a wall where he's trying to peek out and every time he does, uh, you know, Skull fires at him. He decides to get a hold of the tape and plays the audio recording of the night that the Skull's family was gunned down.
0: From From the 1930s.
1: And suddenly Skull just gets real distracted. No, no. Only he gets
0: real distracted, but you see that weird family moment because then her do- his daughter goes onto the just precipice with her, walking
1: slowly up the steps,
0: looks at him, smiles. She he looks back, looks kind of forlorn, and they're kind of like, "Oh wow, that was our family." And I I'm like, saw- "This is working?
1: <laughs> this is working?" He just has like he just gets completely triggered, and throws and throws the shield, takes that moment to get the shield <laughs> and just launches it right at the Red Skull, who is which notorious cuts to the for with ridiculous camera shot of him going. Oh, crap.
0: The Red Skull, who's notorious for his lack of center of gravity, because this thing,
1: (laughs) this shield tosses
0: this man several feet off 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 the edge of this cliff, and then he falls. Um...
1: They want, you, they want you to make sure you see the entire fall. Yes.
0: It's very badly shot. It's very <laughs> poorly done. But, the, yeah, threats Skull is seemingly dead. He fell off a cliff, right? But, no, now the best part, right? Because now Sin is like, you killed my father, and she pulls out a gun, and she's going to kill Captain America. But the shield is coming back.
1: And shield, she feels the need to monologue before she takes this shot. And, and the shield. And Cap just kind of goes, watch your back.
0: Yeah, the shield in natural trajectory, I guess. A natural, perfect trajectory not only kills Skull on its way out, but it kills Sin on the way in. And Sin didn't even get the, the luxury of a body dropping off, off the cliff. No. They didn't even show what happened to, to that woman. Mind w- you, for
1: the entire film, the shield has just hit things. Yes. And stayed there. Yeah. But now it decided to to boomerang its way right back.
0: Well, you also had that cool shot of him laying on the floor and rolling with it. So yes. Could, so it could, so could shield him from gunfire. But, um...
1: Yeah, Great pre- continuity with the S.H.I.E.L.D. work. Right at that moment,
0: right at the moment that both big villains are gone, Red Skull and Sin, does the entirety of the U.S. Army, Marines, Air Force, and Navy show up to help the president. Nice to see you guys. <laughs> and he's like, we got this, Captain America. And I'm like, well, man. Thanks. He's already, done, he's already done all this in this convoluted in this. We find out that there was an evil general on the payroll for the Red Skull the entire time. Yep. He goes on the news and he's like, oh, we'll find the president tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We got all this handled. I guess the idea would be that the Red Skull would then be the president at the next day and then he would have taken over America. But that's not what Steve Rogers had in mind. Did you realize that um, before the movie even came out, Stan Lee said that it had to be good?
1: Did, no, I did not. But then
0: it, but then it came out.
1: <laughs> so, it was not. Um it had to be it was not.
0: They actually did a limited release of this film um to coincide the promotion for the First Avenger.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: so I wonder if like we were saying that there were a lot of um you allusions. know nods and allusions to that film if they were able to pull a uh, many of them.
1: This We this... want you to see this so you get what we did.
0: <laughs> yes. This so like well, how do, how do you feel? How do you feel about this film? I mean, does it does it reach fan four stick levels? Is it, is
1: it? Wh- I'm glad to say I've never seen that. Actually, There's
0: different levels of bad is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yes. Like there's like, there's like you tried and you failed. There's like, you didn't try and you still failed. You know, there's like, um, you tried, but your, the motives were were wrong. So that's why the product you came out wrong. so
1: spectacularly that this is actually enjoyable. Yes. This is not that, uh,
0: the, <laughs> this movie, I think, I think because of, the damn good that like the God's work that has been done to the Captain America comic in the MCU. Yes. You can watch this film and laugh. Yeah. A where bit. where it's hard to watch Fantastic Four films because we don't know what the future of that is going to be. You can sit back and like Batman 66, you can sit and watch Batman 66 and laugh, you know? <laughs> um, but this is, this is, decades after that, and it's still as campy, as tongue-in-cheek, as whoop. Well, this is a superhero. You're, you, you're not going to be Superman, kid, but you'll be something. You know, you're just going to be... You're, you're, um. Oh, and wasn't there supposed to be there was supposed to be like a... That's the part I was forgetting. So, when well, he's in the helicopter, yes. turns out that there were going to be an entire Captain America army.
1: Oh, God. But
0: because he was the first one that they experimented on, and then the scientists died, they were like, yeah, well, it's you just want. you. So... Good luck. <laughs> and also,
1: that... also, the the movie fades out with like there's a scene where the, you know everyone shows up and everyone's safe and they're gone and they're all about to leave. But yeah. Then the movie just cuts to the scene that hits Captain America turning around and just facing the, the yeah with screen. some
0: kind of with like some kind of like wholesome um narration of like and then and Captain America was the hero we all wanted him oh, to be.
1: And, uh, the the movie insinuates that Cap just disappeared. Yeah. He had that moment. He saved the, the world. The president's just like, if you're out there, we're still fighting the fight. I'm like, what do you mean if you're out there? <laughs> yeah, where did he go? It does like a
0: fading into one of the old classic Kirby drawings of Captain America. Yes, that was pretty cool. Which was
1: like the nicest looking thing on this movie. Yeah, it
0: definitely was. That 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 outfit looked incredibly um bad. You know, it's the days of rubber suits, so
1: yeah, it is what it is.
0: I but again, like when you look at that, and then when you look at what ends up becoming like the the suit for a Civil War, it's just like man.
1: <laughs> Like I, I do I do get highly amused by the one scene in this film, uh Jeez, what was the daughter's name again?
0: Which daughter? Oh Sin?
1: Uh no. Um
0: Oh uh, uh Sharon.
1: Sha- yes, Sharon um Smith whatever. <laughs> Sharon Smith. <laughs> the one time when Sharon gets the Valentina girl right up against the wall and it's just like is this is how close you were when you killed my mother <laughs> And the girl goes Closer. Oh, she yeah, goes, yeah. No, that's too quick. I wanted to be slow. I was like,
0: what the I hell have, has yep, happened yes, to yeah, she, you? She got into like this real vengeance mode. Oh my I like, God. Mind you, she didn't see anyone get killed. She was no. away. She was gone. She came home to all that, that. I was just like, I had to watch that again. I was just like, what the hell, girl? They shot everyone, but they killed Bernie. Like, they killed the hell out of Bernie. Yeah. She got put in a body bag. Yeah. Everybody else was like, kind of shot, and oh, they're going to be all just fine.
1: I was just like, like, that was. That moment was akin to me to, like, the Bruce Wayne moment where he's just like, do you bleed?
0: Yeah, it's like, where did that come from?
1: We got here pretty quick. Was this how close you were? Closer. No, I wanted to have it slow.
0: Yeah, it got really dark. Wow. It got really dark really fast. I'm
1: so sorry, honey. You, Jesus. Yeah, this this was a ride.
0: Definitely was. But I'm glad that we saw it. Captain America... Uh show we have to see the good and the bad. We have to appreciate it sure it all. puts it
1: in perspective.
0: Yes, we have to appreciate it all in between this red, white, and blue uh sandwich. Sometimes we have to cut the crust off uh <laughs> that is movies like this, but we gotta see where the character's been to see where the character can go. Because now we can now we know that this is the the far end of bad. We yes. can't we can never hit here. No. And we know where Winter Soldier and Civil War and stuff like that is the far end of good. Um and now with this brand new series that's gonna drop. That by the time you're listening to this, you'll be able to review. We'll see where ta- where Mr. Coates
2: <laughs> is gonna
0: take uh, Captain America for the foreseeable future. But I'm very, very excited to see where this character goes. I'm very excited to see what happens to this character uh, in or in at or around uh, Avengers Four because we don't know.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question at you that you're not gonna appreciate, but I am. Uh, okay. This is a fun question I've had and. I get some interesting answers, and I get a lot of people who start one way and, and, and backtrack toward another. Better trilogy of films, Captain America or Nolan Batman?
0: Best trilogy of films? I would have to say Captain America, only because, I to me, I feel like the Batman movies don't have Batman as the focus for a lot of those movies. It's weird. He is the he is the knight. He's the guy in the horse. He is the guy who makes things happen. But mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time with uh Heath Ledger's Joker and what what that ends up being. We spent a lot of time with um with Bane. We spent a lot of time building that mythos of the League of Shadows and Bane and um uh, Talia and all that stuff. All right. Whereas with Cap, it's constantly well, how is this changing him? Like we deal a lot with Alfred. I feel like there's a lot more ancillary characters in Batman. There than was there a is, lot of. Um,
1: there is a lot of things happen. Batman reacts to it, right?
0: <laughs> Where this is like you, we're following Cap throughout. We we may take moments and hints to go follow other people, but this is Cap's story, and yes. it never once pretends to be anything else but Cap story. And, and and never, never in the trilogy is there this kind of weird infatuation with the villain ever in um, the trilogy.
1: Well, uh, I get to that. Uh, my argument is always that uh, the Captain America films are better in the sense that. As a film series, I feel like the, the Captain America films only got better. Yeah. Whereas with the Batman Begins, very good. The Dark Knight, fantastic. Like There's, there's no more ways to keep praising that film. Dark Knight Rises kind of peters off that rise. You know, it's not a bad film, but it's not as good as the Dark Knight. And it just it doesn't live up to that standard.
0: I also have a huge problem in these superhero films with phoned in romance. Because okay. in a lot of these comics, you can read several comics without there ever being a, a love arc, right? Because they're they're you're, you're reading them as a superhero, not as the person, right? And so in Cap, they kept that love stuff to a minimum. In the first Avenger, you had definitely with Peggy. Yes. Second one, it, it's played around with with Sharon, but it's not ever like, I'm going to save her. She's the one I need to save. Right. You know, I'm trying to save the day. I need to save her.
1: I love her. She is my everything. Right.
0: It's never that, and so you never get the Rachel stuff. Right, that you do in in right, things, y'all. right, and then you get to 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 um to rises and you're doing Talia, and yes, in love with Talia, and it's it's a lie. She lied to you, and it's it's, it's all this stuff like Cap yes. wouldn't be ever be tricked to that point, to that to that uh, to no. that foreseeable thing. So that's me, obviously, being favorites, but I'm, I'm I dig the Cap trilogy absolutely more.
1: I I find a lot of people. Sort of like their first reaction is always to think Batman because there's a there's a legacy to that series of movies, yeah, but then when you think about it objectively, the cap series is better and continues to kind of raise the bar on its films you know? i
0: i like I like the music more from. Dark Knight.
1: I like, you know, well, that's cause like Hans Zimmer is just it's a legend. Yeah, he's amazing.
0: Um, incredible. And and Nolan and Nolan's, you know, <laughs> Nolan's big IMAX scenes and stuff like that, beautiful, gorgeous. It's just yep. it's just different. You know, you could like you can like different flavors of ice cream. Oh, as absolutely. long as you can agree that you like ice cream. That's all we need here. I uh, major issues. Um but I was gonna ask you what your favorite MCU Captain America moment was.
1: Uh as far as a moment, uh I think my favorite moment might be... It, it, it seems kind of a bland moment, but for me, it was the music and, like, just the heroic action of it. I really love the scene where he's escaping the S.H.I.E.L.D. base. Okay. Like, the when they hit that theme song, which is the song I think about when I think about Captain America... Right, right, right. Um, I think it's called Taking a Stand, if yeah. anyone wants to look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's basically his theme song. Yeah, it it's essentially is his theme song. And, like, that moment for me is just a whole lot of fun. Um... Other than that, I think it might be from a purely cinematic standpoint, um, maybe the Bucky fight at the end of Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, that was pretty. I I mean, he just said it was cinematic. He
1: refuses to keep fighting with him, and it's just like, if this is how it's going to be, I I don't need to be back here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I like the. um, You want to kill Nazis? No, I just don't like bullies. Right. I, I I like that. Um I'm a big fan obviously of the grenade moment, you know, he jumps on the grenade. Absolutely. Um I really like the the small moment that really made me smile that that to me encapsulated the entirety of what Captain America is in this time was um him telling uh Black Widow to get her feet off the off the car. <laughs> it's like we stole this car. And it's like well, does it doesn't matter. Manners. Right. It's like okay. <laughs> All right. I I get you. I like this guy. Um that Um sucks man. He 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 legit he legit in pure fear. In pure it had to have been nothing but oh whoa nothing but pure fear Mm. but he like calms Peggy down. Yes. While he's dying. Yeah. Like he like, you know, like hey, don't worry, you know, I still save that dance for me, you know. And that that can have been easy.
1: No, not at all. Especially
0: for a kid who didn't have the, this physique or any of this before. A year later, he's now facing his death. And the one girl he wished he could have ever had, right? Like, mm-hmm. this, the girl who probably wouldn't have looked at him twice prior. Now is in love with him, wants him back. The life that he seemingly can have now, he's about to bite the bullet for right. America, And that, to me, encapsulates, uh, you know, so much of it. Um, yeah, and then, and then... I could do this all day in Civil War. Like, oh, a, a Civil War is such
1: him. an amazing story. It's uh, such an amazing character
0: characterization of that character. Yes. Of that, of that. Don't move. Don't you know? You don't have to put your feet down.
1: That 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 was a, that was an interesting situation where they they just completely rip an entire line from the books, almost word for word. And it's just like, no, this is perfect the way it is. Just have Sharon get up and say it. You know the whole speech about um don't move and to just like dig your heels in on any be- on a belief you have uh-huh. Um
0: you've regardless, seen- regardless of it's right or wrong which is again again like I said a sticky situation but it's the idea of having conviction yes of, of, of because especially in today's world where everything is so divisive no one knows where to stand yeah. and to stand at all is it's is offensive to some people right uh, so like I stand people, yes. I stand I stand for um uh, non-animal products. I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what do you think you're doing, then, if I I- <laughs> This is America was born on it. In the Bible, it says, and we're already at it. We're already off to the races in an Absolutely. argument because we, I stood on. I stood for one thing. So the idea for that Cap could not only be standing, but sometimes standing for the wrong reasons or the right reasons, that that uh, ingratiates me to the character because it makes me believe that he is like me. Because constantly, like me, I am deciding is what I'm doing. Now the right thing—the thing that I plan to do tomorrow—is it the right thing? I hope yeah. this plan of action that I'm going on leads me to where I I want to be. And in that same sense, I just want to live in a better world. So, the fact that he's so selfless and that's what he's caring about—this is a guy that, again, they don't give many um, background characters to. So yeah. he doesn't have the neighbor and the, the 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 Jimmy Olsen and the um you know the boss and no. so he's not. It, you, he has you know, that.
1: He has that best falcon, which you can't drag with him on everything.
0: Exactly, and so you get the you get almost the um the idea that Captain America is Captain America all the time. This mm-hmm. is this is him throughout, and he may enjoy you know barber barbershop quartets and a, and a malt, <laughs> you know, it, you know sometimes. But at, at the end of the day, he signed up to be an ideal. He signed up to be um. An idea, like how they talk about in Batman, how an idea is more bigger than a man. It is interesting.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just saying that he, and because he he does that, he realizes that he has um, thinner ice to walk than most heroes because what he stands for means more. Whereas Spider Man doesn't stand for spiders. Like, he doesn't stand for the entirety, (laughs) history of spiders. If he ever does something evil, then people are not going to be like, Uh, Spider Man's just trying to make it. Exactly. (laughs) Whereas Captain America, if he does something, it's like, oh, screw America. He is the representation of America, so he has yeah. to okay. tread softening, Cap, tread Cap,
1: Cap's a dangerous thing because he, he has to be bigger than all of that. Um, and he was a werewolf. Oh, God. Um, Cap's interesting in that sense With uh, as, as you compare it actually to Spider-Man, where it's like Spider-Man has such a cast of supporting characters that he constantly gets to play off of. That for some reason, a character like Cap ha- doesn't have. Like, even though he has associated characters like Sharon Carter, they keep messing with that relationship. Um, he's got Falcon, but, like, they don't keep Falcon in every Captain America story that he's in. Right. Uh, and then
0: Falcon be, straight up becomes Captain America, so they right. c- they can't even be on the same page with that because Steve Rogers is doing his thing here, and you got Falcon right. doing his Cap stuff.
1: And they there's Bucky, but Bucky's always off doing spy stuff. They, there's not a lot of ancillary characters that Cap always gets to play off of, or that are constantly with him.
0: And I guess you know, I guess the most harrowing thing about it is there really isn't any character that knows what he's been through. No, you have Bucky, you know, who's probably the closest to that. But like you said, again, Bucky's always on his own missions. Cap is a man out of time constantly. That mm-hmm. is, that is his current. That is always. Yeah, he will always be a guy. Just just a little bit from too far away, just a little bit um, too new to all this that's going on. But but the idea that if I believe in the basics of human decency, mm-hmm. I should be able to exist in any decade. Because if those, those are timeless. If those <laughs> exist, if they are timeless, if they withstand the test of time. And right now, I think now, in 2018, we'll be seeing a Captain America rubbing against a time that doesn't see the things that he values as valuable. And that could be very interesting as to what he chooses to do moving forward because obviously the easy thing to do would be the Nomad thing, right? Screw this, uh, Red, White, and Blue. Yeah. I'm just going to be, you know, Captain... Just, just,
1: just be the cap that you saw in Captain Infinity War. Captain Freedom. Freedom. And and then I just, secret Avenger stuff.
0: Exactly, but <laughs> we have to get him back in the Red, White, and Blue. He's already in the Red, White, and Blue in this new Captain America number one out. So um,
1: I, think, I think the the important thing at that sense is... I think the important thing in this sense, even though it is a socially divided country on some degree, is that the country needs a hero. Definitely. And it's it's hard to kind of figure out what that hero represents. I have seen people who online who are just like, you know, it'd be the great thing to do with the Captain America uh, book. Just have Captain America, you know, citing Siding with Trump and going off to fight off the bad guys in other countries, I'm just like That's Some people's why America, is that a g-
0: yeah, that's some people's like, America. So that's, that's what's good so thing weird for about you. this. Okay, yeah. and there's a you know, that's just
1: gonna go and beat on the Russians. And you know, there's a reasons? subset.
0: You know, there's a subset that would have been perfectly fine with getting sent back in time, and then he fight he just fights the just, Nazis just again stay in the
1: forties. He yeah. just
0: fights the Nazis again, but we have to be able to modernize this country its values what is valuable in this country we have to be able to bring what the greatest parts of every decade into the next we have to be able to maintain our legacy our 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 history mm-hmm. yes there's been a lot of bloodshed and yes there's been a lot of wrongdoing but we have to believe that through all that we could end up reaching a point of actual idealistic peace and mm-hmm. idealistic freedom and I guess what's weird about America is that there's always gonna be a disenfranchised class. Yeah. How does Captain America in two thousand eighteen handle that? Whether it be refugees, whether it be blacks, Latinos, whether it be um the homosexual community, mm-hmm. uh people who feel marginalized, does you know, how does Cap reach out to those people? And does Mr. Coates uh explain to us that all those people are welcome in Captain America's America?
1: That's gonna be interesting to see how he uh how he attacks it and not just how Coates attempts attempts to attack what the social climate is in his Captain America book, but then what does his villain represent necessarily in that same stance, yeah, you know not only what is cap representing, but what is cap fighting exactly, and, and why is he
0: fighting it what what yes. what does he see so opposed to that yes. he feels that he needs to be stomped out
1: you know it, it can't just you can't just write another character that wants to take over you know the world or. You yeah. know, take down whatever government or some sort. Before I forget, another humongous
0: uh, cap moment: the elevator scene in Winter Soldier. The before this before this begins, does anybody want to get off? <laughs> amazing! I thought that added just enough layer to the you know badass nature of Captain America. My favorite badass Captain America moment, though, is when he's running when he's on the motorcycle, jumps on top of the helicopter or the the, the Quinjet throws the shield, knocks off two fins, jumps back off. Same the scene I'm talking about. Amazing, Same amazing. scene I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, when well, he's breaking out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was breaking out of the facility. Um, hey, um, have you, and have it's you just like, the, wow.
1: Have you played any bit of like the last Marvel vs. Capcom game that came out?
0: No, with the Infinity Stones? Yes. No, I have not.
1: They use the scene, not necessarily the scene, but like his big, you know, cinematic kind of combo move. Yeah. The very end of the combo move is the exact flip and shield landing uh, from the Winter Soldier movie. That's awesome. I recognized it the moment I saw it. Yeah, they, they where hit, he lands at the shield and hits right in front of the camera.
0: They stripped it away. You know, Steve Rogers is an immigrant who's in America and just believes America to be maybe not the best in the world, but it can be the best to him. There's no reason why you can't believe that your home is not the best to you. And so, without, without, without layers of racism, without layers of imperialism, without layers of, of, um, of capitalism... Captain America is, unironically just a patriot. Just yes. somebody who's happy to be here and wants to do his part to make it better. That's the be- That's the biggest part. He wants to do his part. He's not afraid of hard work. He's not afraid to do what needs to get done and make hard decisions. Are we, as Americans, are we ready to do what, what uh, it takes, make the hard decisions, uh, get the elbow grease in there to make our home better? I mean, that's all going to be uh, seen in the test of time.
1: Have you seen the book's attempt to combat the uh, the sort of 40s racism? thing with Cap?
0: Kind of. I actually think I might have one here, but there was one that was talking about, like, oh, well, he's always been friends with Falcon, so, like, what do you... Oh
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, well, yeah, but uh, not even the Falcon stuff, though. Yeah. But, like, the, the, the idea that he came from a timeline that would have been indoctrinated that would have indoctrinated him and anyone around him of, as, like, you know, thinking cisgendered, le- white lesser and... Cisgendered yeah. white male to think of, of others in a lesser form. Yeah. So like there's always that permeating idea that Captain America comes from the 40s, he's probably a little racist. Right. Um it was an interesting attempt and probably one that a lot of people don't view the same which was that because Captain America is like Irish, right? Yeah. Because he's an Irish immigrant, he saw the way his parents were treated as Irish immigrants. Yeah. So as he grew up and saw the way they that um, the the white people then treated black people, he saw no difference between the two of them. Exactly. Which I just thought was a really interesting way to attack that, that um, point of view. I was just like, yeah, okay. because Like I said, I could
0: see that. The guy walks around with the American flag basically on his shoulders mm-hmm. and uh, and he has a whole shield of the American flag. Yeah. And so there are a lot of people who off the strength of just seeing the, the image of Captain America don't want to read him, don't want to talk about him, don't mm-hmm. want nothing to do with him. No. And so they will try to cherry pick Why they would believe that the character isn't interesting? Yeah, and at every point I I see all the miscommunication and all the misunderstandings of the character misconceptions, um, and though that's one of them. Oh, well, he's obviously got to be racist, and it's like we live in a world where where. Where this? I totally the books, got
1: it too, but I was like, Ooh. but the books that we're reading are
0: imaginary.
1: Like we can't take it
0: to that one point. Imagine Certainly. Certainly. An, an older a guy in the thirties is not racist. Like is that that's where like not the scrolls or Galactus or Silver Surfer. <laughs> we're drawing the, the line thing, at
1: like racist forties.
0: Yeah. Oh, he can't be just all loving. That's the point where we say, well, comics comics have obviously gone out of control. Very weird. Very weird. I'm
1: mind I'm a, you the mind you the army in. Uh, MCU 1940s is fully integrated. Exactly. So what, it, what
0: we were fighting a world war. We weren't trying time, time to cherry pick which soldiers
1: were going to be in that war. One of the Howling Commandos is an Asian dude who uh, later shows up in spy.
0: And no, and no one, uh, no one so cap about the wondrous things that uh, some wondrous woman did in the first world war. That <laughs> that you know that 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 that's a. Uh, that rumor should have spread real quick or the two brothers that were fighting every war that right. seemingly uh, couldn't be shot and couldn't be killed nah. and you know, those uh, those immortals, but whatever, I'm, I'm just glad all our superheroes were having a fight in for the good fight <laughs> uh, but now, this, now that we got this n- bad pit of marvel out of our uh, you know, out of our mouths next week we tackle Ant-Man and the Wasp, are you excited for that? I cannot
1: say that I am.
0: I don't expect it to be. I expect it to be just like Ant Man, sure. where it was inoffensive. <laughs> uh, you know, I dug it. If I forgot about it, like it really didn't matter right. to me. But I like Paul Rudd. I've always dug Paul Rudd's uh, jam. Sure. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, she got some DC uh, credit in there. You know? She
1: does. Yes. Um, I'm. 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 I'm half interested just to see what they do with uh, Janet Van Dyne. Oh, she getting hit. Huh?
0: She's gonna get hit. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what are you telling me they're not? Are you telling me they're not gonna do it? They're not gonna do? <laughs> God, I really hope are they not. not. Gonna do Hank Pim hits Janet Van Oh, uh, like, I really
1: hope not. Actually, I I know it's a big thing in the comics, but it's like it's one of those things he trying to speak up with hushed tone. He's like,
0: yeah, I went subatomic because you hit me. You didn't tell him. You didn't tell him that you hit me, right? Uh, crazy. But, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Janet's not going to... Hope's not going to take too kindly to that.
0: Michael Douglas, we got, like I said, Paul Ride um, uh, Wasp in her her full glory, and we get to kind of guess, maybe see what the hell actually happens at the end of Infinity War.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see how it ties in or doesn't tie into Infinity War. Um.
0: They've done... Their execution has been so flawless that I have to believe that it's going to tie in some way. I have, I have an immense amount of confidence for them.
1: I believe it does. Like, there's... Like some, there was a few people who you know, who are expecting like Janet to just sort of fade out at the end of the film, yes, Not, or or hope or whatever, yeah. you know. Like I can like, see both parents just like, like, disappearing. Yeah, yeah, like just one of the characters is just gonna start.
0: <laughs> and they were saying that something about like the, the quantum realm. The quantum realm doesn't hold time or space, so that they can go there and do I'm, things I'm, or something.
1: I. Uh, I think McGuffin. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think one of the theories is that the quantum realm will be their, uh, their, quote unquote, time travel McGuffin. If anyone is query to the Avengers four rumors,
0: I wonder if uh, they're going to go into hypertime.
1: <laughs> oh, if. good old hypertime. Just Yay. make sure,
0: hey, just make sure that when you go to the subatomic level, you don't break the source wall. Because I find out there's a lot of things that go on. So uh, many things. You're going to – they're going to they're gonna go to the sub, uh, sub- time level. They're going to beat Thanos with the help of Man. And then when they turn on the t- TV, it's going to be like, the mutant outbreak has taken over here <laughs> in <laughs> New York City. Mutants? What the hell?
1: I'm curious to see how they're going to write that one in.
0: They're like, uh, yeah, don't you don't, – yeah, uh, you got a message from a Dr. Richards. He says he needs to speak to you. Something about – uh. Shape-shifting aliens. I don't know what the heck is going on here.
1: Can I say I am more excited about Fantastic Four than I am about X-Men?
0: Yes, you know, uh, Yogi, you know, Jonathan Escudero, who, who's uh, a member of the Click, a member of Major Issues, yes. he, you know, told both of us the, the greatness that it is fantastic for. Yes, he did. Um, hopefully, we're able to chop it up a little bit about them here. They, we are very excited for their arrival.
1: I'm not sure if we can fit Hickman in one episode, but yes. we'll see what happens. Yeah, but the, but the idea is that there's so much good for every
0: character that you believe is maligned or every character that you think is corny or you think has been written into some sort of box. While there is definitely... Um, uh, enough media to support the crappiness of your opinion Absolutely. of how you feel towards everybody. I guarantee you that there is media and, and um, mediums out there that show them in the light that they deserve to be shown in. While we, while it's easy to crap on Fantastic Four because of what we got, there is things to grab onto and to gravitate towards, and I'm glad that we have. Members of the Click that we could all share, you know, these stories oh, yeah. and, and get to the bottom of what makes these characters truly great. And if imagine if 1990s Captain America was the only Captain America I ever seen, be a real big reason to write off the character. But because of so many great stories um, and so many great um, um, now the cinematic performances that the MCU has been able to put forth, we actually have more of a reason to dig that character. And we hope that we are giving you guys more reasons to like all pieces of comic books and comic book media uh if you like what you're listening to here right here the major issues podcast we are available wherever podcasts are found that's stitcher Podbean, podcast addict apple podcast uh uh yeah a whole bunch of you you could just google the major issues podcast and we have the <laughs> first of 18 i want to say results that pop up we're available on youtube we're on uh, uh twitter at Major Issues CBC, uh, that's run by me. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns that I would like to be expressed on this show, just go ahead and send me a little message there. But, um, yeah, it's the quickest way um to get our podcast and the quickest way for us to improve ourselves as podcasters is if you guys can do us a favor and go to iTunes and rate and review. Let us know what you like or don't like about these shows. This is episode 31 Uh uh, now making it the probably longest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> besides <laughs> the military. Uh, but this is good. This is good. We're keeping... Some we're keeping books it, don't
1: make it to 31.
0: You understand? We're keeping this thing rolling. I know what it means to get like into the weeds of an issue, of a, of a, of a comic run. It's like, okay, we're getting the groove now. We're, we're starting to figure this thing out. We can't
1: get Cyborg to last this long.
0: Oh, Cyborg 1 million? But um, <laughs> you guys... You guys help The Click grow with with rating and reviews. We learn how to grow as podcasters. Other fans can find us and uh, find these these beautiful discussions. And maybe you guys can start helping us find what things you guys want to talk about. What movies, uh, comic book issues, all things to come to comic book media that you guys want to sit here and discuss as part of Major Issues. And then Major Issues is brought to us by Comic Book Click. Uh, which you can find anywhere. Facebook.com at Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic book Click. Use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, greatest, and latest things to come to comic books and comic book media. And uh, yeah, Comic Book Click, C L I Q E, because we are a group and we are growing uh, exponentially as time rolls on. Downloads are up, likes are up, shares are up. And it's all thanks to you guys. I've been to the future and we become the greatest thing to talk about comics and comic book media in the future. But we gotta get there and it's gonna be because of you guys. And it uh
1: eventually uh, we're gonna just like completely take down the IGN servers and yes. take over that as well. Yeah,
0: oh my god. Oh, that stuff they were talking about, Luke Cage, man, we'll <laughs> save that for another cast, but One of these days, man, one of these days, we'll be uh, where we need to be and telling people the truth about the greatest and least things to come to comic books and comic book media. Go out there. Grab your Batman wedding edition. Grab your uh, Captain America number one. Uh, You know, comics are out there. Movies are out there. Grab your medium. Do what you can because it's it's all good. Even when it's bad, it's good. And if you can find click members like us to talk about it, it's all good. It's always good. Uh, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don.
1: My name is Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth.
0: This has been a Captain America 1990 uh, recap and review and just a very general Captain America discussion because today is the 4th of July and we are proud to be Americans. I can Where do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Where at least I know I'm free. Where at least I know I'm free. But thank you guys so much. Don't forget to be on the next... uh, Be prepared for the next episode. We'll be tackling Ant-Man and the Wasp. And and also don't forget... It doesn't matter if you're an Italian Red Skull, a Russian Red Skull, a German Red Skull, <laughs> if you have folio or you've been injected with the super soldier or serum. Or if you're the
1: Red Skull that was Captain America's son in the Ultimate Universe. Good God.
0: Oh, that gets confusing. It
1: doesn't matter if you become randomly
0: a, a agent of HYDRA and get rewritten for 100 years or if you're trying to bang your ex's niece. Remember <laughs> that we are the clique and you, yes you, are worthy.